0: Hi everybody, this is Dan Young with Total Wellness Radio, and in this episode, episode 108, we catch up with Tracy Houle. Tracy is certified as a holistic nutritional consultant. She is a culinary nutrition expert, and she's completing her education to become a functional nutritionist. Tracy's path got started in natural health by watching her son deal with food allergies that she was able to help him deal with successfully and she produces one of the best meal planning opportunities that you can connect into so check her out on instagram at tracy houle nutrition t-r-a-c-y h-o-u-l-e nutrition on instagram and if you want to contact tracy directly just email her at info at so sit back and enjoy this very informative and enlightening interview with tracy houle on total wellness radio Hello, everybody. Welcome back to this episode of Total Wellness Radio. Thank you so much for taking the time out of your schedule and making us a part of your day. We super appreciate it. We also know that the practitioners that we get to interview from around the world also appreciate your paying attention to us and giving us your time and effort. Uh, And also, when you find value in these episodes, please remember that you can like and share them on all your social networks. So just uh, we appreciate you doing that. So today on Total Wellness Radio. I have Tracy Houle. She's, uh, she's, she's a neighbor to the north, she's up in Canada. She is uh, certified as a holistic nutritional consultant. Uh, she's uh, from the Canadian School of Natural Nutrition. She's also a culinary nutrition expert. She's soon to be a functional nutritionist. She has a uh, certifications in dynamic eating psychology and is a wealth of knowledge. So please help me welcome Tracy to the, uh, to the Total Wellness Radio. Are you on the air okay?
1: Yes, I am. Thank you.
0: Hey, thanks for taking the time to be with us.
1: Thank you so much for having me.
0: Yeah, this is going to be a lot of fun. I know we had a chance to speak prior to the, to the interview and we really touched on some great stuff that I want to make sure and capture on today's, uh, today's interview. So my first question, as always, however, is I want to know, you know, the catalyst or the background, what took place for you and your family that put you on this path in natural health?
1: Yeah, so like most, I feel like most practitioners in this field come to this place because of either their own health or maybe a family member's health issues. And I did have my own health issues, but that wasn't a priority for me because I have children and they're the priority. But when my son, who was six at the time, started to have a lot of tummy aches and tummy pain, and at night he wasn't sleeping, his stomach was just always hurting... I thought, okay, let me figure out, you know, if I can first start with Dr. Google. And so went online, right. <laughs> did, yeah, did my my research. And I also took him to the doctor and my doctor had reminded me that when he was an infant, he was lactose intolerant. So that was a very simple, quick fix. So I took him off dairy, uh, but he did, he still wasn't totally better. So I just kept reading, kept pursuing, and then took him off gluten. And then once I did that, I stumbled on the paleo diet and that was the catalyst, I guess, that um, made me plunge into this uh, world of nutrition. And so I adopted the paleo diet for our whole family and ended up that uh, I had a lot of hormonal issues that uh, fixed themselves, I guess, with this diet. My husband lost 25 pounds. My son had no more tummy aches. And so I just didn't want to stop there. Um, so I just kept going and uh, put myself in nutrition school and um, I guess awakened this passion that I never knew I had um, and about uh, food and nutrition. Yeah
0: Yeah. well and as a mom I mean like the role of mothers and their education of the children I mean no offense to fathers and we got a lot of fathers I'm I'm a father of three we're all very concerned and interested in the well-being of our children but it really seems to be still the mom's who pick up the reins, who take charge of, hey, this is how we're eating, yeah. these are the foods we're not having, these are the things that we're gonna do. And and so so I applaud you for taking on that passion.
1: Yeah, yeah, and uh, well, most of my clients are women too, so you're definitely right.
0: <laughs> I'm convinced that if women would join forces, they could change the world in less than a generation on this issue.
1: Yeah, the problem is, is that our priorities are kids, right?
0: <laughs> right, 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 yeah. exactly. Well, but here's the thing. As moms, you're raising the next generation, right? It's so, so true. So, it's so true. You know, I mean, so the, the deal about that is, is that you have that influence, that, that, that control, if you will, about here's where we spend our money, here's the food we eat, and here's why. And when you r- start raising kids, when you get a generation of moms raising the next generation that way, you're going to change the scope of health and chronic illness around the world.
1: Yeah, and hopefully that ends up, you know, being the case because- I find that with my clients, it's it feels like everybody's in survival mode. And so it's hard for people to sometimes stop and reprioritize the kitchen um, yeah. because they're really just like really living day by day. Um, Because we just are, we just have, you know, this information overload, people don't know where to start, where to turn, what's important, what's not, the medical establishment doesn't agree with the nutritional science that's out there, necessarily. So there's just, I just find that it's so, um, it it is nice when it's one family at a time. um, But I just feel like the biggest challenge is just that everyday survival mode that everybody's in.
0: Yeah, I mean, what perpetuates that is is like the dynamic, of course, of least resistance, right? I mean, so we have have marketers, direct-to-consumer marketing of products. We have direct-to-consumer, like, here's the product you need. Here's the food you should eat. Here's the things that you should uh, be giving your family. And, oh, by the way, they are healthy and nutritious. And don't read the small print on the back. Just read the big print on the front. Yeah. And so it makes it easy for people. And then you couple that with the fact that you touched on with the mainstream modern medical paradigm which is you you don't have a nutritional deficiency you have a drug deficiency yes
1: absolutely
0: absolutely
1: so right, tell like, me a little bit
0: about yeah go ahead tell me a no, little no, bit about go ahead. Yeah, <laughs> tell me a little bit about your your you have a meal planning service i understand i'm i'm very intrigued about pu- plugging people into that
1: Yes, so I'm happy that you are because that was the thing that I wanted to talk about the most too. Um, So my primary focus in my business is my meal planning service. I have touched on all the other services as well, but my absolute favorite is um, the meal planning because it's a low cost, um, easy way for me to be able to work with folks that we can build on week after week after week. Um, so what happens is I'll do an initial intake and it's a much shorter questionnaire than when I'm doing a sort of deep dive in a nutritional service. Uh, but I sort of get their, their goals, their health goals, and maybe uh, hear about some of the symptoms that are going on. And then I create a meal plan based on uh, those goals and those symptoms and with that, they get a full grocery list that they can take to the store with them and they get to keep all the recipes. And then we do uh biweekly uh, phone calls together. So we'll touch base, see how it's going, see how they're feeling. And then it gives them an opportunity to stay on track. I find with like a nutritional protocol service, you're, you're doing this huge intake. You give them a protocol that's huge. Then they go off on their own. That's kind of yeah that nutritionists sort of work, but it doesn't right. work. It hasn't worked for me. No. I usually end up overloading clients. Yep. So I thought, let me scale it back and just do like, here's, you know, your food for the week. And some clients, it all depends on the personality. Some clients are, you know, they're type A, uh, want to jump in and they want to know like every little ingredient down to the herb. Uh, You know, what what should they use? And then other folks are more along the lines of, I want a general idea of what my food should look like. I'll probably follow this, uh, but I might not, you know, for three meals, seven days a week. Gotcha. And so what I try and do with them is I give them the recipes so they have more than what they need, but then tell them, you know, out of 21 meals in a week, try and do 17 or try and do four days. If, yes. if the word 17 out of 21 sounds overwhelming, then I say, you know, try and just do 40s. Yes. And that's still, you know, more than 70% of their food.
0: Yes. And the thing about that approach that I love, and I want to really make sure and emphasize this for listeners, is that you're, you're meeting the person where they are. And you're And you're gradiently putting them on a gradient of improvement that is acceptable to them, right?
1: Absolutely. I mean, some yeah.
0: people... You've got some clients as I do that they'll just dive right in, they they hit the ground running, they're amazing in their application of what you're teaching them, and their gradient is, you know, 45 degree angle, right? Where yeah. some people you have to put them in a 12 degree angle.
1: Right, right.
0: Do you have the do you have your clients do food logs?
1: I don't, actually. I don't interesting. I don't. And the only reason is because sometimes I'll say, you know, maybe for two days. But I find that well in the past, I, this is so bad to say, but <laughs> it's true. They first of all they lie. <laughs> um, yes, they do. <laughs> and I know that I I know that it's so bad that I'm saying this. I can't actually prove it because I'm not watching them right. like, what they're eating. But if I look at their food diary, I you know the, their their food logs are usually like beautiful. Like and then you would say, <laughs> Well, why why are you here? Right?
0: Right. But, exactly. Um,
1: Yeah. And then, so they really underplay what they're doing. Uh And so I find that, and then I also find that the first reaction is always a frustrated reaction. So I'll usually ask them, can you tell me about, you know, what you've eaten over the last few days? And I'll just get them to verbally explain. And then sometimes I'll even like push them a little to, you know, okay, what about, you know, what's your, what's your uh, guilty pleasure? And I'll try and bring it out that way Um, because I, I feel like there's, You know, there's like this idea that there's a protocol like, you know, seven billion people in the world. So there's seven billion protocols. But really, at the end of the day, we all have a sort of similar, you know, we all have the same DNA. And so the same you know, foods over in general will all be healing. Yes. And so I don't need to know necessarily. I just need to know if there's any food allergies. I need to know if there's any concerns with specific foods. Yes. And sometimes when I put them on certain food protocols, you know, I had a a client that ended up going crazy on cauliflower. Yeah. And then she called me with so much stomach pain and digestion. I said, well. You can't go from never eating, it's eating it seven days a week. <laughs> um, so, you know, we have a lot, all our conversations are all around food, but I don't use the food journal anymore. Yeah. Anymore.
0: <laughs> yeah, I, I find it interesting that the, when you said that they, that, you know number one thing and you hated to say it, but they lie on them is like, well, okay, they lie in the United States too. So just so you
1: know. <laughs> yeah. The other thing I do too with my meal plan service is I give a, um, a like, a, like a, a final date. I don't want to work with folks for longer than three months. Uh-huh. And so I, I personally like that. It's, it's not a 12-week program because some people will do four weeks, some six, some eight. I have worked with people for 12. And then I said, okay, let's take a break. Yeah. And then call me, you know, if you, you know, if you fall off the wagon or if you, you feel like you want to try something new. And I have had clients, you know, a couple that are like, oh, I, I don't want to stop. I want to keep this going. But I'm like, right. you're, you're good. You've got this. You're, you can do this on your own now. Right. And more, I mean, it's partly because I don't want to take advantage and partly because I want to empower them. They can do this.
0: Right. right? You don't want to create a cripple.
1: No. And, and I, I don't mind holding their hand for those weeks that we're together. But then sure. I want them to feel confident on their own.
0: And it's interesting that you picked that amount of time as a a kind of a framework for your coaching, because in our clinical experience, you know, for the last 20 years, we know that the body heals in cycles. It's about a 12 to 14 week healing cycle. And at the end of every healing cycle is there's nothing wrong with reevaluating, taking a break, stepping back, looking. at Yeah. And so I I really, I really appreciate the timeline that you put on that.
1: Yeah, and I, I learned that on my own, just with my, observing my own clients, right? And observing where they were, you know, realize that, you know what? After, I don't need to do this further than that. So it's good. I didn't know that, actually.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Clinically, we've proven it. It's a 12 to 14-week healing cycle. The body, if you're doing the right thing, right amount, right order, and the right amount of time, and the right amount of time for that four pieces to the puzzle uh, seems to be that 12 to 14-week cycle, then you can step back, reevaluate do uh, new symptom surveys or however you evaluate the progress overall and it helps to set the framework for the following 90 days or the next healing cycle
1: yeah that's really cool
0: so that's fun stuff yeah so now tell me about some of your most exciting uh, wins i know that you're a winner your your husband's lost 25 pounds your son's uh, stomach and allergy food allergies have improved what other wins could you share with us today
1: Um, well, I think that for me, it's just observing my clients wins, right? Uh Like that's, that's the win I'm sure for all of us that are in this, right. And when we see the change in our clients, that's just like the ultimate validation in what we're doing here. And, um, I know one of the, one that stands out to me the most was a client that called me for just some minor, um, skin issues and a little bit of eczema. And so I had made some, you know, minor recommendations and had said that she wanted to lose a little bit more weight. um, But that, you know, that was sort of a goal. um, But we didn't plan on what she was going to lose. She just sort of said, you know, I'd like to lose a little bit more weight. And she ended up losing 35 pounds. (laughs) That's awesome. uh, Yeah. And, um, you know, what's really crazy about that is that I've actually never even met her. That's it. I know I do my my uh, most of my calls are online, sometimes video chat, sometimes on the phone, uh-huh. and we work together regularly. Yeah. And she was just so committed. But what happened was in the first two weeks, she immediately saw results. Yep. And she was just, she was just you know convinced that okay this is this is the right thing for me, and yep. so she committed one hundred percent. Yep. And um, I feel like it ends up being that I don't promote weight loss. I don't that's not my gig i usually promote clean eating that's the thing that i'm constantly talking about like on social media or whatever Uh, i'm a big fan of just quality ingredients and so but it seems that with most of my clients there's always that silver lining of some weight loss yes um that i'm pretty sure almost every client i've experienced that with yep Um, so i feel like that's always a big win that it's it's like the little um you know icing on top where you're not planning for it, but it happens and everybody's just so happy.
0: Yep. And it's it's interesting what you said. There's a couple of things you've touched on that are key for, for consumers to hear and practitioners to clue into. And and one of them was that the uh, you know, the, the commitment level of your of your clients is what really produces the results, right? I mean you and I 100%, know that, yeah. there's there's very few there's very few new things under the sun. Um, you know, we've, you know, Bernard Jensen's and Royal Lees of the World and the turn of the century clinical nutritionists and, you know, people like, uh, you know, Back to Eden from Jethro, you know, Kloss or whatever. I mean, there's, yeah. there's so much information out there that's already time tested, it's proven. And you and I, as practitioners, don't have to reinvent the wheel. What we have to do is position clients to realize that it's not about weight loss, it's about clean lead- eating, but also it's more about health restoration. I mean, Right. That gal that lost 35 pounds that you never met, look at all the things she gained. Better glucose, right. better metabolism, better hormones, better immune system, better cardiovascular efficiency, better lymphatic. Yes. You know what I'm saying? So, I mean, when, to lose 35 pounds and never having to meet you is a testimony to the power of your knowledge and, and what you're doing. But even the bigger picture in that testimonial for her is look at all the things she's gained.
1: Yes, exactly. Absolutely.
0: So, Yeah. And actually,
1: if you don't mind, can I talk a little bit um, from a business standpoint for a second?
0: Absolutely. That's my that's one of my fortes. I love it. Okay,
1: so so when I first started, um, I was right out of nutrition school uh, and the culinary program. I was doing what all nutritionists do. I develop a protocol for folks based on a really long questionnaire, uh, gave them the protocol and sent them on their way. Mm -hmm. I never saw anybody twice. Oh, And so I was going nowhere fast. And then when I started meal planning for myself and my own uh, family, I realized, Oh my gosh, this is, this is so much better. So at the time I was charging about $125 a protocol because, you know, fresh out of nutrition school, that's the going rate. Sure. Um, And then once I started this meal plan service, And I was seeing folks regularly and it's a low cost service. It's $45 a meal plan. If they buy two meal plans, they get the biweekly coaching, but most people don't call me for one meal plan. Most people call because they want to have a little bit more long term work together. Mm -hmm. Um, so I calculated now that, um, originally when I first started my business, that, that I never saw anybody twice at $125 a client. Now with the amount of clients I've been able to see, I'm earning now $295 yes. per client. Yes. So, and, and they're coming back, that's them coming back regularly. Yes. But this, is, this has really given me a solid business now that I can actually start, you know, earning a bit of an income. Yes. Uh, because in the beginning, I was, it was all me just investing in myself. Sure. Uh, so now I've been able to see a bit of a return as well. And I'm able to develop relationships with people and earn a lot more trust from them where we can, you know, work together more closely. Yes. Um, so I feel like a low cost sort of more of a repetitive service uh-huh. is a better, um, just a much better bank for your buck for your client yes. and better for sales for you.
0: Now let me just reiterate and add on to what you're saying, because there's going to be people on this, especially my clients that listen to our podcast that think that you and I just scripted what you just said. And we didn't, right? <laughs> you and I, No, no, right? not at all. I mean, this is the first time you and I have ever had this conversation. But let me tag yes. onto that. When I, when I w- became a, a clinical practitioner in uh, November first, two thousand one, and my father was uh, had started the clinic uh, in nineteen ninety eight. When people would check out, at times there was you know the bill could be anywhere from four to six hundred dollars, and I knew instinctually, I knew that my clientele could not maintain that long-term to get the results they were looking for. Just financial, the burden couldn't happen. So in our clinical practice, what I found was, is that my father was great at helping people get well. He's a naturopath, master herbalist, right? He did a lot of amazing things, but they couldn't maintain that level of commitment financially and it became a burden. So I realized I wanted to develop a high volume, low fee practice. And in, yes. In a high-volume, low-fee practice, we went from ninety-five dollars a visit to forty dollars a visit, and we earn almost three times the revenue annually that my father ever earned by by cutting our fees sixty-five percent.
1: Yeah, I love that. <laughs> I love that. I love it. And I feel so much. I feel so. And this is the thing: people will be like, "Why would you tell anybody that?" And I, first of all, I'm a crazy woman who doesn't believe in competition. Right. Um. And I'm happy. There to is share no with competition. Fellow. No, there isn't. And I'm so happy to share with my fellow practitioners, um, you know, a little bit better way of doing possibly, right? I don't know the absolute, you know, answer, but I think that it's given me the opportunity to have clients come back. And that's all I care about, because there's nothing more unfulfilling than sending somebody out and not knowing how they're doing, yep. you know, sending somebody out with your protocol. So I like, I have no problems telling people about, you know, how I'm able to You know, earn a little bit more and it's still less expensive because you're working with me for two or three months. Correct. Right. So, um, yeah, so I get really excited about well, that. Well, and here's the
0: bottom line. Time universally time is more valuable than money.
1: Absolutely. So the yes. time that you
0: invest with a client, even if it's structured, it's only a 15-minute visit or once a week, every two weeks, whatever. The time invested with that client far exceeds in long-term value the money that could have collected on the transaction. So there's, yeah, so it's always going to be a time versus time over money in terms of the relationship, it's always what's going to bring the value. Yeah. As a result yeah. of that, in our clinic, we have over we have about 700 clients, which over 225 of those have been with us for 10 years or longer. Wow,
1: and are they coming? they're coming, I guess just because I mean I'm the same with my naturopath. I just go in every now and then, maintain, make sure I'm on track, yep. take some blood levels yep
0: <laughs> we 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 do a grade we do a graduated uh based on their performance, their commitment their overall success right there's a ten in every one of my evaluations there's a ten question evaluation chart that I go through every time whether they're brand new and I'm seeing them weekly for that fifteen minute visit or i or they're uh, you know, a seasoned, you know, veteran that's been with me for 12 years and I see him once a quarter, right? But my maximum, my maximum visit out for, ma- for maintenance or for evaluation is uh, once a quarter, we touch base um, and they know that it's open door and we're a resource. Uh, they can touch base with me anytime, um, you know, directly or uh, come into the clinic, ask questions. They don't have to have an appointment to be, to, to use us as a, as a resource.
1: Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. So, I mean, it's just good yeah. business.
0: I mean, I want to be around. Yeah. I've been doing this for 17 years. November 1st is my 17 year anniversary. And I, you know, Oh
1: wow. I have, Congratulations. Uh, thank you.
0: I, you know, and I have, I have every intention, uh positive intention of being around for another 40 years doing this stuff. And and uh, I'm probably going to be working until the day I die because I love it.
1: Yes, exactly. <laughs> my hope. That's my hope too. <laughs>
0: So when people want to get plugged into you, um, share with us you know some of the best ways, some of the easiest ways, you know quick ways to get in touch with you. Is it, would it be Instagram? Would it be a website? What's the best way to get in touch with you? Yeah, with Tracy? all of them. okay
1: all of them for sure. My website Tracyhool.com has um, my a phone number, an email address, my Facebook handle, my Instagram handle. So that's probably the best way and then you can learn about all my services and my background. Uh, And I also have a weekly uh, blog that I publish. Um, So yeah, that's the best way. And
0: all of that's accessible through your your website?
1: Yep.
0: TracyHole.com. Yeah. TracyHole.com is T-R-A-C-Y-H-O-U-L-E. Dot com. Dot com. Yeah. That's perfect. That's perfect. So I want to circle back to something because this also supports your meal plan services. I'm very excited about what you're offering there. You mentioned something about you know, not needing you know, two trillion different types of protocols for people or whatever the number was. It was very large anyways. But you, <laughs> but you understood and, and you're, you've proven, and so have I, that a general overall approach to healthy foods, eliminating allergens. I mean, there's going to be some dynamics that you can create over and over and over and over again with the widest range of clients. Use. Absolutely. We use in my office our, our like our benchmark, right? Because everything has to be modified from a benchmark, but you have to have a benchmark like 80/20. We use like the 80/20 rule. Okay. Where like 80% of the daily intake needs to be geared from a fruits and vegetables, whole raw foods, not cooked, uh, denatured type food sources. The other 20%, uh, you know, lean quality uh, meats, dairy, maybe some uh, maybe some starch in there a little bit. But we're not. We're just kind of giving them as a basis, and that comes from Dr. Bernard Jensen's work.
1: Okay. Do you
0: have like a benchmark or a bench a baseline that you would that you could like throw out there for our listeners?
1: Yes, um, mine would be the Mediterranean diet.
0: Oh, beautiful!
1: Yeah, I'm a big fan. More because um, it's just you know it's not new, first of all. Right. And uh, not that I'm opposed to any new diets that are out there. I, I I'm a, I'm open to any diet that's out there, um, but I love the Mediterranean diet because. It's a much, it's a very much a, a comfort food diet. Yeah. But yeah. if you elevate the quality of your ingredients, yes. you can take it to another level. Yes. And so that's where I would say I start. But of course, you know, with each individual, there's always a little bit of, um, you know, if you have a thyroid issue, we're we're gonna add in a couple of other things, take away a few things. Yeah. You know, if you're dealing with um, eczema or psoriasis, right? We're gonna take out a few, add in a few others. But I always, always um, stick with clean, high-quality ingredients. That is the thing that I'm always reiterating. And um, usually, the Mediterranean diet is where I start. Yes. um, But I don't have any preconceived sort of ideas about any one particular diet. No,
0: that's, yeah, absolutely. You have to be flexible. It's called structured flexibility, right?
1: Yes. Yes. You know, you have,
0: <laughs> you have to begin with a certain structure that, you know, works for your business and it's going to position them to be successful. But within that structure comes the, comes the flexibility to tailor it to their needs. So that's beautiful. Yeah. Yes. Any thoughts on the ketogenic diet, for example?
1: Yeah, I love it. I think it's been great for some of, uh, some of my clients actually. And I, even some friends that I have seen, I work with, uh, I I'm in the CrossFit community and I'm in, uh, I work with, uh, a trainer as well. And, um, so, and, and yoga. So I'm seeing, you know, big meat eaters, I'm seeing keto, I'm seeing vegans, you know, and I'm seeing that, um, at a certain point in our lives, all diets can play a big role.
0: Excellent. Um, excellent. Choice so, of words. Yes. Excellent. Yeah.
1: And, uh, so I, I have no issues with the keto diet at all. And, uh, if you can handle it, I say, why not give it a try and see how you feel?
0: See, that's the key right there is allow the person to do it, do the experiment, see how you respond, do the evaluations afterwards. Blood's better, weight's better, mental clarity and focus better. I mean, that's just, yeah. I mean, the proof's in the pudding, right?
1: Exactly. And actually this is where my uh, certification in dynamic eating psychology comes into play because one of the experiences I also had with clients was, um, there's always been this sort of emotional connection to food we 've all had we all have these experiences they probably come from childhood and um I felt that this certification gave me the opportunity to really talk how to how to speak with my clients yep. and how to get them to really pay attention to the way food makes them feel yep. and to really stop right and so um I find that you know this is the thing that has really which is, this is my favorite part when I'm doing the uh, bi-weekly coaching through the meal plans. We'll talk about the food. We, I usually do the coaching for an hour, and we'll talk about food for about 15, 20 minutes specifics, and then we spend about 30 to 40 minutes talking about um, the emotion, the emotional connection to food.
0: That's beautiful. In fact, yeah. what you're touching on right now is like when you think about it, because Becca is writing a book right now on this very topic, which is just fascinating. I don't know if you knew this. She lost 90 pounds and kept it off for a number of years wow um, just, amazing just Congratulations. her life around her her before and after pictures are just mind-bending right yeah. so on this on this journey that she's on personally and and so one of the things she touched on she reminded me of this you know some some months back and i never even thought about it right but, but when you have a baby i mean right from from infancy when that baby starts to squall what's one of the what's one of the number one things that we do food stick, bottle. stick a baby breath. stick a bottle in the baby's <laughs> mouth right i mean check yeah, the diaper. 100% look them over, hand them some food. I mean there's only two or three yeah. key things that we do and so we establish that connection from from birth.
1: 100%. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, and it doesn't stop there, right? No. Like that's just the beginning.
0: Oh, 100%. I mean, you think about you think about the different food manufacturers are out there that which will remain nameless like like for example, Frito-Lay. Like they talk about <laughs> Les, like they talk about Lay's potato chips, right? and yeah. they even came out and were so bold as to say bet you can't eat just one in their marketing. Yes, right. Well yeah. the reason you couldn't eat just one is because it was so chemically toxic laden with flavor enhancers and you know and things that block the receptors in the brain that tell you you're satiated, right? You couldn't possibly eat just one.
1: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes, and actually um I'm I'm a mean mommy, so I did uh, last year a radio interview Uh, Because of a blog that I wrote about being the, um, if there were ever a Grinch of Halloween, it would be me. (laughs) Because my children do not trick or treat. Yeah. And I wrote wrote the blog about the reason was because of um, unethical chocolate. And I was taking a lot, a lot of parents do this. They'll take the kid's candy and throw it away or they'll do the switch witch thing where you give a kid a gift in exchange for their candy. And I just thought, what? We've gone mad. Um, so I had a sit down and I said, This will be the end of the road for you guys for trick-or-treating. And there was a little pushback, but then I said, let's start with a new tradition. Let's find a new tradition. Yep. And uh so my four year old will have never trick-or-treated. Wow. And am I really like, do I feel bad? I I actually don't. No. I don't have one feeling of guilt. No. Because I feel like it's such a silly Thing. Yeah, I did it. Yeah, I loved it. Yep. Yeah, it was fun. But yep. I have a million other ways that I can entertain them.
0: Congratulations. I appreciate it. you know, you remind me of uh, one of my uh, one of my clinical owners that I'm a friend with up in Redmond, Washington. Um, he is his daughter is now 13 years old, and she's never been to McDonald's. Oh,
1: that! what <laughs> he deserves a medal. <laughs>
0: <laughs> she's literally 13 years old, and she's never been to McDonald's.
1: That's amazing, that's
0: amazing. But here it goes back full circle in our conversation. Moms are the most influential dynamic energy in the family and the household and the influence on diet, okay? Yes, yeah. If you get a generation of moms, if you get one generation of moms swayed back to this way of doing things that are not artificial, but more natural and less invasive in terms of diet alone, and you get them on that one track, you get a generation of moms in there, you'll change the scope and the outlook of health in the world. It's so true.
1: It's so true.
0: Yeah. So that's part of the mission, kid. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Well, listen, we're going to get to the point of wrapping it up here. I so much appreciate you taking the time to be on Total Wellness Radio. This has been (laughs) a joy.
1: Thank you. Likewise. I really enjoy speaking with you, Dan.
0: Yeah. We will do it again soon. I'm sure.
1: Awesome. Thank you so much. Yes,
0: yes. So for all of you listening to Total Wellness Radio, we're going to get this out pretty quickly, but remember to tune in to Tracy Hool. That's H-O-U-L-E. And it's her website, TracyHoule.com. Check out her meal planning service. Check out all of the information. Check her blogs. And from there, you can plug into her on Instagram and, and on Facebook. You have a Facebook page, Tracy?
1: I do, yeah. It's Tracy Hool Nutrition.
0: Tracy Hool Nutrition. Be sure and plug in and catch Tracy and uh, you'll be glad you did. So for all of us here at, uh, at uh, Total Wellness Radio, thank you again, Tracy, for being my guest. And uh, we look forward to letting you uh, tune in to us next time. Thanks and have a blessed day. That will do it for Total Wellness Radio. Thank you once again for tuning in. And just to mention as a reminder, don't forget about our six-day mentorship program for practitioners who really want to thrive in the natural wellness industry and build a long-lasting, sustainable, prosperous business. We do a six-day hands-on immersion where, for four days, you follow me and my staff around. We see well over 120 people in clinical practice. Plus, we spend day five in the classroom putting your practice all together on paper in the practice creation form. And finally, day six, hands-on drilling with nutritional kinesiology, one of the most effective of ways to evaluate a client's needs that there is today. So for reaching out to us on that, just call me directly, 307-631-5300, the number 307-631-5300 for more information on our six-day mentorship program. And thank you once again for tuning in to Total Wellness Radio.